Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 63 of Walk On Radio. Hump is not here. He is on the phone right now. And uh, I think you know what that means. It's uh, It's been a year, and we've never really had this situation. But, uh, you know, it's here and it happened. So, Hump, how are you feeling? Well, Dalton, I'm good. Um, obviously, this is... Uh, this is something that this is a feeling that you and I have not experienced uh, since Walk On Radio has been alive. Yeah, so uh, you know we talked about it every when we first started this the show and uh, every game every season we we planned you know what happens when we lose like what happens if we take a loss how are we going to talk about it how are we going to approach it well it's here um, so let's jump right into it quarterfinals of the playoff Montana State Sam Houston. It was a late game, uh, you know, very late at night. It was it was a really fun game, packed house. But we did end up losing, forty-two to nineteen. Uh, the score the score says what it is, but it was a lot closer throughout the game. But uh, a really bad first quarter, and uh, just some mistakes. And Montana State was a better team. So Hump, let's talk about it. And uh, how you feeling? Dalton, uh, I agree with what you said. I don't think the score is uh, an actual depiction of the game. Uh, you know, there were certainly some ups and some downs. You know, what got us is, man, terrible start. Uh, we, it felt like we were down 14 to nothing um, right from the get-go. Uh, and then, you know, we would have some momentum, uh, and then something bad would happen. And then we'd make a play, and something bad would happen. And, and truly, it just wasn't our night. Um, you know, Coach Keeler talked to us after and kind of talked about us running out of gas. Uh, and I think that that is, uh, I think that that's super accurate, uh, you know, and I don't know if you'll agree with me, but I, I felt like maybe in practice it was a little, a little eh uh, the week leading up to that game. I felt like the energy before the game was there, but maybe it was, maybe it was kind of some, some forced energy. Um, and, you know, it just, it, 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 it just wasn't our night, Dalton. Uh, we had, we haven't felt losing. Uh, since 2019, and, and unfortunately, Montana State got us. But uh, Montana State, very good team. Uh, I, I think that they, I think they're good enough to win the national championship. Uh, their defense was incredible. Uh, hats off to their freshman quarterback for uh, coming in and making making some big plays. Um, you know, I think I, I definitely think that that we were good enough to beat them, uh, but. At the end of the day, we didn't, and uh, you know, life goes on. There, there is, there's truly a lot to be proud of. Uh, you know, it sucks. Uh, no, nobody wants to lose. Obviously, we wanted to repeat as national champions, uh, but that didn't happen. Uh, and that, that does not, that does not take away from the just absolutely incredible year that uh, the Sam Houston State Bearcats had. Yeah, I don't uh I don't want people to think that Sam Houston or me and Hump are saying 
that we lost because we were burnt out because we lost the game. It, it, it is what it is. Their defense was great. Troy Anderson was, I felt like he was everywhere at the same time. He was extremely hard to block. Their front, their front line was really good. But, uh, I mean, I agree. We were, it kind of seemed like we were dragging towards the end of the season, and that's just what happens when you play a whole year. But uh, I don't want to make excuses. Uh, we did lose the game. It was really fun. It was a fun season, you know, creating walk-on radio, being able to win the national championship last year, being number one this year the whole season, winning the WAC, going to the playoffs. It was a fun experience. And uh, I think we need to thank y'all first before we get into anything else because, you know, y'all been here for it. And uh, it, it was such a fun ride getting to do this for a year and having y'all experience the playoffs for us. And we don't know what the, the future is going to be next year with us, especially going to Conference USA. Are we going to be eligible or not? We don't know. So uh, if this is our last time playing in the FCS playoffs, it was really fun. And uh, what a cool game to end it out on. Hump, the next thing we need to talk about, and this is kind of a, this is a touchy, kind of sad subject, but uh, if you don't follow Humphreys on Twitter, he definitely had an emotional post uh, saying thank you. So, Hump, I kind of want to let you uh, have the floor here. Uh, what's going on through your mind and uh, just your overall thoughts? Yeah, Dalton, uh, you know, I posted on my Twitter uh, this, this last week, and, and a lot of people, <clears throat> a lot of people said a lot of great things. Um, after that post, and, and, and I'll get into that in a second. But, yeah, I, uh, I'm officially retiring uh, from, from the game of football. Um, man, it's been a hell of a run. Uh, I've, had, I've had a lot of success, not only in football, but, but just sports throughout my life. Um, and so I am truly thankful for that. I've been relatively healthy for, for the past 18 years of playing sports. Um, and I, I, I'm just, I'm blessed, man. I got to, I got to be a part of some, some truly special things. Uh, my, my time at Sam Houston has, has been the greatest. It's been the greatest privilege that, that I've ever known. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a die, I'm a diehard Bearcat uh, through and through. Um, and, and I felt like, I felt like I, I gave everything I had uh, to, to the university and uh and to the bearcat football team and so you know i i'm i'm going out on on my own terms and, and that's always a, a good thing but at the end of the day and you know i i feel free to ask a question and, and kind of why why i'm doing this what i'm thinking and all that but at the end of the day uh it was just my time um there there's a there's a couple of couple of things that were pushed me in that direction. I, I kind of been feeling that way for the past month or two. Um, no, none, none negative things, just, just life things. Um, and I've prayed about it a lot. And I just, just feel like I'm in a spot in my, my specific life that, uh, it's the right time for me. And so I'm sad. Um, obviously this is the, the end of, of a great thing in my life. Uh, but I'm also content that I'm making the right decision and, and I'm excited for new challenges. Um, I'm blessed to have been a part of such a special group of guys and, and in such a special place, uh, a special place in my heart, Sam Houston is. But, you know, um, it, it's really, it's, man, it, it's, brought, it's brought more than even just football. Obviously, I've made great friends along the way. Eric, Gunner, Braden, Ranch, Trapper, Dalton, Isaac. All the coaches that I've bonded with, all the all the admin that I've bonded with, all the fans that I've bonded with. I mean, you know, I've been I've been very active uh, on social media since day one, and, and I've kind of I've kind of grown to 
grown to being the guy that that a lot of people interacted with for for Sam Houston football information. Uh, so that's been fun. Um, I got to got to represent the the university after the national championship at the state capitol. I I was on an Amazon uh, commercial uh, that that uh, aired on Amazon Prime for the university. Just just all these crazy things that that had I not come to Sam Houston, had I not been a part of so many great things that I wouldn't have been able to experience. So I want to say thank you. Um, this again, all of this has truly been a blessing. Oh, I, how, how could I forget? Walk on radio would have never happened uh, <laughs> had I not been at Sam Houston. So man, just so many blessings. Um, I, I'm doing okay, but I'm sad. And, and I think for a while it's going to be tough. Uh, next fall it's going to be tough, but. I, I, again, I cannot express how thankful I am to have been a part of, of such an awesome thing. Um, but yeah, Dalton, sorry, sorry, I talked for for a long time there, but uh, definitely emotional, and I know I know you understand that. But uh, yeah, so that's that's where I'm at in my life. I'll finish my second degree uh, next semester, uh, and then go from there. Just just see where life takes me. Uh, you know, Dalton and I. The plan is that Walk On Radio uh, will we'll go as long as it'll allow us, as long as you guys will allow us to, to take it. Um, but, uh, yeah, that is that is where I'm at, guys. Yeah, I remember we, we finished an episode. It was a, it was a while ago, and you kind of you sat me down. You said, hey, man, you know, I think this might be it. And it, it's an emotional conversation. It's hard to give up something that you've done your whole life. Uh, I, I, I don't know. It's a tough, it's a tough thought. And, uh, for a guy that was a walk on quarterback, that was always considered too short to be able to, to make a bunch of memories like you did become the holder of the year to kind of make your own place in the world. It's, it's really cool. And it's, uh, I'm glad you're my partner on walk on radio. And, uh, like I said, well, I think we're going to keep this going as long as we can, uh, for my future. I don't know yet. Uh, I'm going to play football. That's uh, that's for sure. Uh, I have two years left of eligibility. And uh, I'm not knocking on home for leaving. It's a it's a, it's a great choice. Um, it's whatever you want to do. But I think I, I have a little bit more left in the tank, uh, and I want to. You know, Isaac's graduating, so the tight end spot is open at Sam. I'll, I'll admit it, and uh, I, I want it. I want to compete for that job and be the starter. I've been the backup for two years, and uh, I want to compete for that starting job. So I'm gonna be here. I'm gonna be a, an athlete here, and uh, Walker Radio is not gonna die. And it actually might help that one of us is in, in and one of us is out. Humphreys, you know, he already does a really good job monitoring everything, but now he gets to sit down and watch football all the time. And uh, he uh, gets to dive in the stats more, and uh, I can still provide a little locker room insight. So it's exciting. I think the future walk on radio is going to be really cool. And, uh, you know, I'm glad Hump made this, this decision for himself, and I'm excited to see what he does. And I guess that just means, Hump, that when we play A&M, because I know your girlfriend goes to Texas A&M, you're going to be attending, right? Ooh, man. Uh, I don't know, dude. I, I know it. I, I Listen, I'm going to be at games next year, no doubt. But uh, that, that's definitely one that stings that I wish I was playing in uh, because that, that is going to be one hell of an opportunity. Um, but I don't know. Well, I'll have to think about that. That might be hard for me to be in the stands for. Yeah, that was always my thing is just I know that when I'm done – being able to sit into in a stand and watch football is going to be tough. Even watching on TV, just because that's something that you know you're finally done with. But hopefully, hopefully you can be there. And uh, if you can't, I totally understand. Uh, big game against A and M. It's a, a long time for now. But hump enough of the sadness and the sorrow. 
We have an exciting football season to finish out in FCS, FBS, and NFL. But before we get into that, we have a couple more topics we need to talk about, including we had a major coaching change at Sam Houston, and uh, it's really good for the guy. If, you, if you've seen on Twitter, I know you have. But, Hump, what happened to Sam Houston? Who's going where? And uh, how does this affect the Bearcats? Well, uh, you know, again, if you saw this on Twitter, great. If you did not, Coach Ryan Carty, uh, Sam Houston offensive coordinator, accepted the head coaching job at his alma mater, uh, University of Delaware. Uh, and that's awesome. Uh, I think that I think he's very deserving of that. Uh, that's actually, you know, when Delaware fired their coach, um, a lot of people were like, oh, they need to get Coach Keeler back. They, you know, that Coach Keeler's going back to Delaware. That was all just kind of talk. Uh, I, I, I had no – no thought of Coach Keeler actually leaving Sam Houston State, but I, I actually did, and I told Dalton this. I thought that there was going to be a real shot that Coach Cardi would, would go back because it just it makes a lot of sense. You know, Coach Cardi just was the offensive coordinator on an FCS national championship team, on a team that won 22 games in a row. Um, he played at Delaware, uh, and, it, and it, it made sense. It made sense, and so I'm super happy for the guy. Coach Cardi is awesome. Uh, he's been there since me and Dalton got there, and so I've gotten close with him for sure. Um, and and I certainly, 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 certainly wish him the best. Uh, I actually I talked to him, and and now that now that I'm gonna have some free time in my life, um, I plan on I plan on going up to Delaware and and, and catching a game because it's kind of been a running joke uh, all these years, you know, because a lot of our staff is from from the Northeast and and from Delaware, and so. We've been hearing about Delaware. Well, heck, I wanna I wanna experience Delaware. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about just the the atmosphere and the school and the facilities. But great for Coach Cardi. That's really exciting. It's a little different for the Bearcats. Uh, this is a big. We've had some coaches changing uh, changes throughout the year, but this is uh, this is a big one. The a a coordinator having having a brand new coordinator. So Hump, how do you think this is gonna affect the the Bearcats next year? Is it gonna be big? Or do you think we'll be able to, you know, we can handle adversity. Will we, will we be able to fall in line and, and get through it? You know, the Bearcats are going to be fine. Um, obviously, an offensive coordinator change is a big deal. But, you know, Dalton, there's going to be a lot of changes um, going forward. Obviously, the FBS move is, you know, that's, that's just going to that's gonna bring changes, uh, whether we like it or not. Um, you, you know, the way the transfer portal is, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some transfer action. Uh, you know, you, you've got guys like me that aren't aren't finishing out their the entirety of their eligibility, and so there's there's just things like that that, that are gonna happen, uh, especially after a weird weird case like this year where we played back to back seasons. I think a lot of guys are tired, um, and, and and so I I think that there's a lot of new things in store for the Bearcats. Not not necessarily bad just different uh but you know what sam houston is sam houston is always on top of the ball um and and the bearcats are going to figure it out and and if the bearcats are down they're not going to be down for long uh, and i expect i expect big things from from the football program going forward in conference usa um and you know what i can't i can't wait to uh i can't wait to attend a bowl game uh in, in years to come and so they're going to be fine. They're going to hire great people. Uh, you know, we'll see if, if other coaches go with Coach Cardi. Uh, I, that's a common thing. Um, and so I haven't heard of, you know, there hasn't been anything announced that, that that's going to happen. But 
it could happen. Uh, th- things like that definitely do happen. Uh, so it, it's going to work out for both parties. Uh, I think that think that everybody is going to going to make decisions based off of what's best for them, uh, and in the end, everybody's going to win. Yeah, one of the common things, even uh, even with the coordinator bringing other coaches to him, you know, Cardi taking people with him, you never know if the coordinator comes in and decides to clean house and bring his own people in. That's, if Keeler will allow that's that, a great point. you never really know. Uh, I, I know Keeler is definitely a guy that wants to keep his own guys, but if the coordinator wants it, you never know what could happen. Uh, I'm excited because this is going to be a challenge for me. With two years left, I have to learn a new offense. I haven't really had to do that. Uh, I learned my offense in high school and kind of stuck with it, and then. Coach Cardi had a similar offense, so I didn't really have to learn too much. So I don't know what, what I'm walking into, what he's going to run, if it's similar, if it's something brand new. You know, maybe we'll be a triple option team and I'll have to learn uh, some brand new stuff. I'm excited. This is a, a big change, and uh, it'll be interesting to see which coaches leave, which coaches stay, and uh, everything's going to unfold. Christmas is coming up, so we're just going to have to see. Next up in the topics, we have National Signing Day and Hump. You're still a Bearcat fan, and my goodness, did we have a good signing a lot of three stars and uh, some really good talent. Hump, let's talk about National Signing Day for the Bearcats and then just in general. Let, let's 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 uh, let's talk about one thing first, Dalton. I, I just I want to come out and let it be known that I am I am a diehard Bearcat. I mean, I, I forever, I now and forever will bleed orange. I, I'm I'm going to be at games every year. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be super involved with Sam Houston in, in some capacity, uh, I can guarantee you whenever I start making money, um, I'll be donating to, to the Sam Houston football program. There, there's no question about that. Um, and so I, I've been keeping up with signing day and, and I definitely like what I saw. Uh, we, we, we got some, I mean, I saw where it was like, you know, since they've been keeping up with, with, recruit ratings we've got like three or four of the top 15 that sam has ever signed and so that's an awesome step into the right direction uh, of moving up to fbs uh, especially after a, a very heavy senior class uh but there's there's big shoes to fill dalton and i think i think next year there, there's a shot that you know maybe sam takes some lumps j- just because of the the huge veteran player turnover but I, i'm not you know i'm not so I'm, I'm positive that, that in two or three years, it's going to get right back on track because of, of what they've been able to do recruiting. Yeah, the future of Sam Houston looks really good. A quick shout-out to Thomas Jewett. We got a brand-new tight end signing. He's a freshman straight Jesuit. Uh, he listened to the podcast, and he says he's a big fan. So shout-out Thomas. Uh, I'm excited to have him in the room with us, with all the guys. Uh, Hump, another news in recruiting, Texas A&M at last minute became the number one recruiting class this year. That's big. That's big for Texas A&M, a team that just seems to be really, really close, but uh, always misses it. Hump, this recruiting class with Texas A&M, how does that affect them in the future, and are they a national championship contender in a few years? Yeah, I mean, Dalton, um, obviously I, I give A&M a very hard time, but you, you, you can't take away – you can't take away what they've been able to do uh, from a recruiting standpoint. I mean, anytime that you can out-recruit Bama, Georgia, Texas, LSU, Clemson, all the all the massive big dogs of the world, you're doing something right. Um, I, I mean, you know, what Jimbo Fisher has been able to do at A&M is, is awesome. Um, and I think 
you know, they, they had some national attention before this year. They weren't able to get it done, um, which, you know, I predicted. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I do think I, I'm, I'm sure enough to say that I think in a couple years, unfortunately, I think Texas A&M will be a national power. Yeah, Texas A&M signed a five-star quarterback that Jimbo Fisher said, that's my quarterback, that's my guy. But they also signed the number one tight end, uh, and his brother is Max Johnson, quarterback for LSU. And allegedly, because he hit the portal, Crystal Ball has him going to Texas A&M. So that could be an interesting matchup because I know Zach Calzada, he hit the transfer portal, which, Hump, we could have a whole episode of just transfer portal, who's going where. But Zach Calzada hit the transfer portal. They don't have a quarterback, but they might now have it with Max Johnson or the five-star quarterback. In other transfer portal news, Spencer Rattler has found his home. We've been talking about it for a few weeks. He's going to South Carolina. The rumor was maybe James Madison, but South Carolina is the answer. His tight end, Austin Stogner, is also going with him. Hump, the move to South Carolina, does that make South Carolina relevant? Um, How can I politely say hell no? Um, I don't think it makes South Carolina worth any more than uh, maybe a couple more people were going to talk about them. Um, I I think Spencer Rattler played this year, you know, about about what I have been saying for two years uh, regarding Spencer Rattler. Um, You know, there's a reason. Um, there's a reason that he didn't go to a contender. Um, I mean, there's a reason he didn't go to a contender. Point, point blank done. Uh, he, he's going to South Carolina for a reason. And no knock on South Carolina, but they're not going to win the national championship this, next year, you know? Um, and so, I, I good for Spencer Rattler. Glad he found a new home. I, I don't expect much of a different result. Yeah, but like I said, a lot of a lot of players in the transfer portal. We could have a whole episode on it. We'll keep you in touch with it. And then finally, with National Signing Day, there was another big thing that happened. It was trending on Twitter, involving the number one player in the class. So, Hump, I'm gonna let you say it. I know a lot of people heard about it. And man, what is your reaction to that? Well, Dalton, that is uh, that is super super crazy uh, that the number one player in the entire country. Uh, has signed with FCS Jackson State. Um, and this is know, also after I, Flor- he was committed to Florida State for, I think, a year or two. Florida State's his hometown. And, uh, you know, Florida State rejected Deion Sanders. from He wanted to be their head coach. It is, is his alma mater. They said no, and he ended up taking his number one recruit. Well, and, and Dalton, I was just about to say that this is pretty much nothing other than the Deion effect. Deion Sanders obviously is a, is a solid recruiter, and, and what he's done at Jackson State is awesome. Um, and so I, I don't know that, that this won't become a trend. Um, the only – man, it just, it's, it's crazy because, you know, Jackson State, it's a good program, but, but at the end of the day, they, they don't have the same facilities that, that, the, that the big boys have. They don't have the same money – you know, being put into their program as, as the big boys have. But, you know, uh, Deion Sanders is, is, is good at what he does. And here's the thing, Dalton. Is there any shot that, that this 
is some sort of an of an NIL deal. You know, was there a was there an outside reason why this kid signed with Jackson State? Uh, I, I heard, you know, I heard some rumors that that potentially Barstool had to do with this guy going to Jackson State because of Deion Sanders' relationship uh, and and an employment ship with with Barstool. Yeah, I did hear that rumor, and allegedly, you know, I can't confirm or deny anything. He's getting a deal worth $1.5 million from Barstool, which, I mean, that's that's insane given. And I saw a tweet that someone said, this kid's going to be getting paid million, a million dollars while everyone else at the school is going to be eating, you know, rotten sandwiches and, and all that. And it's just crazy because Jackson State doesn't have the budget for a lot of things, but you have this kid here who's going to be getting paid a million dollars just to play for the school. Well, he'd be the highest paid person at that school because uh, I don't – I wouldn't think that Deion Sanders is getting paid over a million dollars to coach at Jackson State. So it's definitely interesting, Dalton. And, you know, I guess that's within the rules. But uh, like I've said since NIL began, I just – I think that this is the beginning of the end, brother. Uh, I think that recruiting is a completely different ball game now. Um, whoever's got the deepest pockets – uh, and the deepest pocket opportunity is is going to win these recruiting battles. Um, and I think, you know, talk about the transfer portal. Uh, I think Quinn Evers or Quinn Ewers or however he pronounced it, I think that, you know, uh, <laughs> Texas is obviously a very lucrative university. Uh, and he's going to have a lot of money opportunities as a Longhorn. And so I think that that made his decision even easier. Um, and I, I just – this isn't gonna be. This isn't gonna be something that's out of the norm. I mean, I think this is gonna happen a lot. Yeah, we saw it with the Quinn story. Goes to Ohio State, makes a lot of money on NIL. Doesn't skips his senior year of high school, hits the transfer portal, ends up going to UT, and uh, allegedly is gonna make the same amount of money as a first round draft pick. That's just crazy, and uh, kind of the downfall of the NIL deals. While you know we're here in Huntsville getting free meals from our local restaurants, it's just different. You know, it, when you're in the big boy leagues, you get paid like a big boy. But uh, you, never, you never know what the NIL is going to do. Maybe they'll they'll bring it down and have some regulations. Maybe they'll just get rid of it. We'll have to see. Of course, we'll keep you up on it. But, Hump, let's move on. Let's go on to some FCS scores in the playoffs because there was no FBS games as we move into bowl week. So starting off, we have James Madison and Montana. James Madison with the win, 28-6. to Let me tell you, Hump, you know, I we're, we're kind of Montana haters. It's, it's been well known. And uh, I'm glad they got eliminated the same time as we did, so we didn't have to hear it. But James Madison, they uh, they look like the most complete team in the FCS right now. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I think they win that game regardless. But, you know, Montana's quarterback uh, was knocked out of the game early. Their best receiver was knocked out of the game early. But James Madison, they, they look very complete right now. Uh, I think them and North Dakota State is going to be a bloodbath uh, this weekend. Uh, but, yeah, it, it was uh, – it was good to see Montana lose, to be honest with you. Next up, we have South Dakota State and Villanova. I know South Dakota State, was uh, they were digging to have a game at Bowers against the Bearcats. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. They get the win anyways, 35-21 to 21 hump. This revival of South Dakota State all of a sudden towards the end of the year, do you think they have a shot to go back to the national championship? I do. Uh, I, I will say that I wasn't near as impressed with them uh, when, I, when I watched the game versus Villanova. Uh, I don't think they, they – their defense did not look 
as you know as dangerous as it did last year. Uh, but they they're 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 good enough to get back. You know Isaiah uh, Isaiah Davis and Pierre Strong is is the best one two punch at running back in the country. Uh, and so yeah, of course they've got a shot to get back to the national championship. But going on the on the road for the third week in a row uh, to Montana State is going to be tough. Uh, and so uh, we'll we'll see how that one goes. Yeah, and Montana State on their Twitter they announced they have sold out of tickets, so it's going to be rocking there. Uh, it's going to be a really fun environment, a good game. And then finally, ETSU they dropped in North Dakota State. They had a good season, but the Bison are the Bison. Twenty-seven to three, the run game looked good, so it's it's, it's gearing up. We're going to have a big game between North Dakota State and James Madison, South Dakota State against Montana State. Of course, it's going to be our pick'em, so we're going to hold on to that. And uh, that's enough for college football. And next well, up. Hey, the- the only FBS game that did happen was Army Navy. Oh, uh, oh yeah, and what a what a game I, that was. Well, and I just wanted to talk about it because I think Army Navy is one of the coolest traditions in all of college football. Um, you know, Army's going to win it or Navy's going to win it, but America is always going to win it, uh, and, and I think that's awesome. I will certainly, certainly, certainly go to the Army Navy game one day. I think that seeing the cadets and and how prideful they are. Of their uh, of their military branch, I think is freaking awesome. Um, and you know that no matter no matter who is the better team, uh, no matter what what's happened before that, that game is always going to be a great one. And uh, this year did not disappoint. Now, Hump, the big question is: It happens every year. Who won the uniform battle each year? They change up their uniforms Ooh. in honor of a certain you know part of each military branch. So, Hump, in your opinion. Who won this year's uniform bowl? Man, that is uh, that is a great question, and I, and I think that that is a yearly thing. Um, man, this year, hmm, I'm gonna have to go Army. I'm gonna have to go Army. Uh, they kind of had the uh, the Desert Storm esque looking uh, color scheme going. Navy had the uh, navy and red color scheme going, but uh, I, I think uh, I think Army had a good look this year. I went with Navy. I love the Navy blues. They had the star from one of the one of the uh, fighter pilots. It just looked really cool. I'll never forget one year they. Uh, I don't know if you can help me what year it was. They had airbrush custom helmets with like a bunch yeah. of different ships. That's got to be my all time favorite uniform uh, from Navy. But it was a fantastic game. We were able to watch it in the locker room, and uh, it was really exciting. And I'm sorry I missed it. How could I miss that? But uh, you know, not a lot of other FBS games, and uh, FCS is gearing up. But hump. Next up, we have fantasy football. Playoffs are here. And uh, before you get going, I, uh, I got some really exciting news about that. <laughs> Team tight end faced Torrey Humphreys, which is Ryan's dad. And uh, he had a 10-game win streak on the line. He's been dominating everybody. And I don't know if he forgot to do subs or something, because I did too. I, I had Darren Waller playing, and he was out. So I got zero points from my tight end. But unfortunately, he also had zero points from his tight end. So it made a little even matchup, and we got to the last game. We were tied, and it was Cooper Cup versus my team of James Conner and Christian Kirk in the in the last game of the week, and it looked bad because uh, Cooper Cup, you know, he's that guy, and this year has been his fantasy year. But at the last second, Christian Kirk caught a pass that was I don't even know how many yards it was for, and I was able to get the win. I beat Ryan's dad. I broke the streak. And the team tied in has made the playoffs with a bye. Really exciting. Uh, this was something that I didn't, you know, kind of winged fantasy football this whole time. 
Had to do a lot of waiver changes because a bunch of stuff happened, but we made it. We made it with a bye, and I'm excited for the playoffs. So, Hump, here's your time. Winner, loser, did you make the walk-on playoffs, and how's your league going? Well, Dalton, uh, congratulations on, on making the playoffs in your first year of fantasy. That's awesome. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of a good depiction of what fantasy football is. Uh, obviously, you know, I had a lot more experience than you, um, but you finished with a, better, with a better record than I did, uh, and that sometimes that's just how it works. It uh, doesn't matter how much you study or how much you know. Sometimes the cards just do not fall in your favor. But, Dalton, I was able to get into the playoffs uh, in the walk-on radio league. Uh, I did not get a first-round bye. So, if I win this week, I have a date with my dad, uh, who, is, who is the best team in the league. Uh, his team is unreal. So, that should be fun. But as far as my personal league goes, Dalton, I finished out the regular season with a nine-game win streak, uh, set the all-time single-season scoring record, uh, number one seed, and a first-round bye. So, teams. Things are looking good. Uh, obviously, you know, if you're playing this week, if you've got a game, congratulations on making the playoffs. Um, it's 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 uh, it's down to the nitty-gritty. Um, you know, next week is, is most people's semifinals. Uh, it's always good to make the semifinals. That means that you've got a shot to make your fantasy Super Bowl. And and I would put I would put fantasy football Super Bowl weekend uh, up with, with some of the best of them. It is it is a fun time. Just the anticipation of, you know, when do my players play? When do his players play? Uh, who, who's got the last player? It seems like for Super Bowls, it's always coming down to the end uh, and who has the last player. Um, you know, I've been a part of, of a lot of fantasy football Super Bowl weekends, uh, and 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 I seem I can remember big moments. Uh, obviously, last year the the big one was I had Alvin Kamara, and on Christmas Day. He scored six touchdowns, uh, and so that's a fun fantasy football Super Bowl memory for me. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully, uh, me or you win the Walk On Radio League. That would be really cool, um, and, and hopefully, I win my personal league. So, Hump, are there any uh, this week when it came to the players? Was anybody stood over the rest? Were there some losers? Some people that let you down? Uh, let's hear about some players. Yeah, Dalton. Um, I let me look. Uh, Dalvin Cook uh, certainly had the best week. Um, you know, he was he, he he missed the week before due to injury, but he, he had an awesome week. Uh, Alvin Kamara was back. He had a huge week. Pretty sure he is on your walk on radio team. He was fun. Um, you know, I want to give a I want to give a shout out to Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro has been one of the sneakiest players in the league this year. Also on my uh, team. Oh, he's on your team too. Oh yeah. Wow. Um, you know, uh, I, I want to give a shout out to Tom Brady. Uh, what a what a year he's had in fantasy. Uh, James Conner continues his tear. Uh, I'm kind of just going down the list here. Uh, Devonte Adams, huge week. Tyler Lockett, huge week. Um, so man, it, it was really a high scoring week all around in fantasy. Hopefully, your team. Uh, I'm, I'm saying yours, not as in Dalton's, but who the, the listener hopes that your team scores a lot, and I hope your opponent scores a little. But Dalton, it's it's past the time of get busy winning or get busy trying. All that matters now is winning. So good luck and uh, hope uh, hope you win your title. Send us send us pictures of the trophies. Uh, we 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 love to love to hear about your trophies. Um, oh, also Dalton, I want to bring this up. If you didn't make the playoffs, 
it's very common now that leagues have a consolation bracket not to decide a winner, but to decide an overall loser. Uh, so definitely do not get last place in your league. Uh, there, there's a good chance that there's going to be a funny punishment. I know my league this year, we, uh, we made it to where the last place guy could pick from three different punishments. Uh, so there'll be more on that as we go. We'll probably post the results of, of what the loser has to do via walk on radio. And so that, that's definitely going to be fun to keep up with. Yeah, it seems like one of the common punishments, which I've seen a lot, is you spend 24 hours in a Waffle House. Every waffle you eat takes away an hour. That's crazy, but uh, what a funny punishment. Uh, it's funny that you named those players, Hunter Renfro, Alvin Kamara, and James Conner. Those are all on my team, so I guess that's good that they, uh, <laughs> that's they're good. staying hot. Uh, James Conner has scored a touchdown, I think, every game so far. He's uh, He's just been a stud, but... Really excited for fantasy football. I'm glad I have the bye this week because Josh Allen, he seems to have a little knee problem. They don't know if or it's either knee or elbow. He's got some injury, and uh, they don't know if he's going to play or not. I'm glad I have the bye because I need him, but uh, I'm glad Alvin Kamara came back. He put up a lot of points for me and uh, just made things really exciting. I was able to beat the streak. But, Hump, before we go on to some scores, you know, I was, I was walking around the field house, and uh, I, saw, I saw a picture of the whack rings, and you know, our, our guy, Coach Barnes, is designing the, the championship ring. And uh, I wonder oh, wait, if you've actually, you've actually seen them? Well, I've seen, the, I've seen the designs. I haven't seen the, like, finished product. He's still working on finding out what he wants to do. So I've seen a few ideas. They're cool. They're, they're cool. They're, uh, of course, it's not going to be the national championship ring. But uh, it's definitely going to be cool. It's going to be something that I, we get to wear next to our national championship ring. But, Hump. You know, if there's a place that to get some jewelry, if it's a WAC championship, if it's a national championship, if it's even some regular earrings or just a regular necklace, is, is there a place that that we suggest that they go to? Well, Dalton, uh, I've got the perfect place for you. Um, so, uh, you know, you got to say goodbye to dull gifts because Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques. They've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price of $800 per carat. Uh, they have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but are grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in blush pink, beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are a gift they'll never want to take off, priced so they don't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. Um, let me tell you, uh, you know, now that you're retired and you're going to start working and probably make a lot of money, at what point are you going to be able to get yourself some lightbox jewelry? Oh, man. Uh, well, hopefully I'm making a lot of money sometime, uh, sometime in the near future. But uh, I don't know, at prices like that, I, I think I'll be able to afford it. Uh, sooner rather than later. I mean, it sounds like Lightbox is is awesome. Uh, I'm 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 glad that we get to read ads for a company like that. Uh, you and I got on their website, and they've actually got some really cool stuff. Uh, you know, obviously, you and I have uh, have uh, our own significant others, and so maybe maybe one day in the future that can be uh, that can be a gift we get them. Yeah, and uh, no spoilers here because I know neither of them listen to the podcast, so. If you heard it, you don't tell them. But uh, let's get on to some scores, some NFL scores, starting off with Pittsburgh and Minnesota. Minnesota with the win, 36-28. to 28. Minnesota, 
Are they going to make the playoffs? Can they squeeze in there in, in a tough NFC? Well, I think they're good enough. Uh, they've got the offensive firepower to do it. But, uh, you know, down the stretch, they're going to have to win some close games. Uh, it seems like they've had some bad losses. Um, but but I definitely think, you know, led by Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they squeaked that. Next up, we have Atlanta and Carolina. Atlanta with the win, 29-21. to Carolina, it seems uh, they're calling for the head of Matt Rule. They want him to go. Hump, another question for you. Is this his last season as a Panther head coach? I don't think so. Uh, he, he's kind of been dealt a bad hand. You know, Christian McCaffrey uh, goes on IR twice. That's their best player. Uh, quarterback, Sam Darnold, looked good, but then kind of turned out crappy. And uh, right now they're dealing with playing Cam Newton or P.J. Walker. So that is certainly less than ideal. Yeah, Darnold mania. Kind of missed on that one. Uh, hopefully he can still bounce it around and uh, change it. Next up, we have Las Vegas and Kansas City. Las Vegas decides to have a pregame speech on the Chiefs logo. The Chiefs saw it, didn't like it, and then proceeded to beat them 48-9. to The Chiefs are back, and uh, they're preparing for the playoffs. Hump, who would you be more scared for, playoff Patrick or playoff Tom? Uh, you you got to go playoff Tom. Uh, he, he, is, he is the true epitome of been there, done that. Um, and he... he he went there and did that last year in the Super Bowl uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs. Next up we have, and I know I, I kind of skipped our order. We normally do Dallas and Green Bay first. So next up we have Dallas and the Washington football team. So, Hump, here we go. Y'all beat the Washington football team 27-20. to 20. Winning's hard, but it is the Washington football team. Am I worried? Now, first off, the Washington football team is winners of five games in a row. So they're, they're certainly a hot team, um, but – you know, I, I, I'm i a little concerned with, with the offense play the last couple of games. Uh, Dak hasn't quite had the same pizzazz that, that he had early in the season. Um, I say worried. I, I'm more I, – I, I understand. I, I see that that is an issue, but I, I think going forward we're going to be fine. The defense, however, has played phenomenal. Uh, Micah Parsons is really making it tough not to vote for him for defensive player of the year not defensive rookie of the year defensive player of the year uh the dude is the dude is unreal uh and you and i have both talked about that you're you're a big fan of his uh but the cowboys defense the second that the cowboys defense can play like this and the offense can play like it did early in the season the dallas cowboys will be a, a true super bowl contender yeah, the only player to be named Defensive Rookie of the Year and Defensive Player of the Year is Lawrence Taylor. So if he can be in that group, that's a definitely an elite group hump. Washington football team, is Taylor Heineke the franchise quarterback? He's been doing a good job. Man, I uh, man, I, I, I kind of think so. Uh, I like the guy. He plays with a lot of grit. Um, you know, unless they, unless they get somebody through the draft uh, that's better, I don't know if there's – there's really a, a quick fix for them. Um, but, but Taylor Heineke is fun to watch. He, he plays with a lot of heart. And so I, I definitely think that Washington should just roll with them right now. Detroit and Denver. Denver with the win, 38-10. to 10. Man, Detroit, they had the big win last week, but right back to losing. Denver, they're going to try to sneak themselves into the playoffs. Next up, we have San Francisco and the Cincinnati Bengals. San Francisco with the win, 26-23. And that leaves the big question. Everyone's been talking about it. The Cincinnati Bengals, are they going to make it in because they're kind of wishy-washy like my Chargers? Are they going to slide in at the end? Man, I think unfortunately, and again, I think they're similar to the Vikings. They've got good players, 
Got a good quarterback, got some good skill position players in Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase. But unfortunately, I I think that the, the Cincinnati Bengals are going to miss out on the playoffs. Uh, like I said, they are the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, that doesn't mean in the near future they won't be a team that can contend. But for the time being, I'm going no playoffs for the Bengals. Next up, we have Chicago and Green Bay. It was a great game, a little back and forth. Uh, rivalry always brings that out of each other. Packers with the win, 45-30. to 30. A little too close for my taste, but Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, and Devontae Adams is Devontae Adams. We look good. Number one seed in the NFC. I'm excited. We just got to hold on, and uh, we get that bye. Uh, we need it. We need to rest up. We got a lot of injuries, but uh, David Bakhtiari, he's working back that ACL, so maybe we can get him back. But, man, our old offensive line is just beat up. I think we only have one guy that was our projected starter from the beginning of the season. But, man, we're just we're tired. We're, we're kind of like the Sam Houston Bearcats, a little beat up. But uh, we're going to make it through. We're going to win out. And, uh, uh, man, the Super Bowl, it, it's looking good, I think. Right now, we just got to defeat playoff Tom and, and the Bucks. But other than that, I just don't know any other team. Maybe the Cardinals will be a challenge. They have beaten us in the playoffs before in, in historic fashion. But I'm excited for my Packers. We're doing good. Number one seed, we just got to hold on. Next up, we have the Saints and the New York Jets. The Saints with the win, 30-9. to nine. The Jets, they're just trying to get a good draft pick. And the New Orleans, you know, not their best season, but uh, they're working back to it. Next up, we have Seattle and Houston. Seattle with the win, 33-13. to 13. Houston's bad, hump. Is he in a, I always ask this question because it always kind of bounces between multiple teams. Kind of have Jacksonville, Houston, and the Jets. Who's the worst team in the NFL right now? Man, um, I think the Lions are still the worst team. Uh, I, I, I think that the Lions are still the worst team in the NFL, but I think Houston and Jacksonville are close seconds. Uh, Jacksonville, man, they, they just had a lot of turmoil uh, in that franchise right now with, with all the Urban Meyer talks. Uh, apparently he kicked a player in preseason. Uh, that's a weird story, but, yeah, I don't know. They're all bad. That's going to be the top five picks. Those guys with, with the Jets and then maybe, I don't know who the fifth one in that group is, but those four, they suck. Plain and simple, they're terrible. Um, but, yeah, I'll go to the Lions. Uh, I'll go to the Lions if they're the worst team. Yeah, Jacksonville has a lot of drama going on with Urban Meyer, just blaming other people, saying that apparently in his media thing, they, they asked him about a player, if he's played, you know, they said, this guy's played a little bit more, how do you feel about that? He's like, yeah, we've been getting him in the rotation, and uh, he didn't touch the field. They kind of caught him off guard there, but uh, Urban Meyer, it's not looking good for him. They lost to Tennessee, 20-0. to zero. Trevor Lawrence, and uh, we've talked about him before, Hump. Trevor Lawrence, is he in a Darnold Mania situation where he just needs to be on a new team, or is the bright lights just too big for Trevor Lawrence? Uh, no, I think he's going to be fine. Uh, let's let's give the guy let's give the guy more than one year, uh, especially because he's on such a bad team. And and you know sometimes that happens. Uh, the, these high draft picks they they go to a bad team, and and there's just nothing that, that they can do because they don't they don't have a lot around. Uh, so I I definitely. The ship has not sailed on, on Trevor Lawrence. Uh, he's going to be fine. But, uh, yeah, it's certainly concerning. But, again, I think he's going to be okay. Next up, we have Baltimore and Cleveland. Cleveland with the win, 24-22. to This next game is going to be tough for Cleveland. Baker Mayfield is out. A couple of their offensive linemen are out. Their tight ends are out. And Jarvis Landry is out, all with COVID. So, Casey Keenum is coming back. He hasn't lost a game in a Browns uniform, so that's good. But, uh yeah, tough road for the Browns. They get the win against Baltimore. Baltimore, man, they just keep, 
keep dropping these bad games. Lamar Jackson had to leave the game with an injury, but I think he's going to end up being fine. Next up, we have the Chargers and the Giants. The Chargers with the win, 37-21. to 21. And when Justin Herbert's hot, he is hot. The Chargers are back. Hopefully they don't uh, you know, mess it up and be wishy-washy for the rest of the season. Next up, we have Buffalo and the Bucks. The Bucks with the win, 33-27. to 27. Hump, I asked you earlier, with other teams, with the Bengals, the Bills. There's a serious question that people Man. think the Bills might not make the playoffs, and it might be a reality. Man. What do you think? That is something. Uh, there was there was definitely a point in time where I thought the Bills were the best team in the NFL. Uh, I had them as my no doubt AFC uh, favorite, and and all of a sudden they are close to not making the playoffs. I do not think they're going to win that division. I still think they're going to get in as a wild card. Josh Allen is is too good to miss the playoffs. And I'll say this: their defense is good enough, and Josh Allen is good enough that if they do get in the playoffs. They have a shot to go to the Super Bowl, regardless of their record. Uh, they've, they've got a lot of talent, but uh, it is certainly concerning that, that they're in the position that they're in right now. So does that mean, so out of the two teams, you know, there is New England and now Kansas City. Who's your favorite in the AFC? Because at first it was just kind of the Bills and everybody else when Patrick Mahomes struggled. But now the Chiefs are back and New England all of a sudden is, is revamped. Who's your favorite in the AFC? Man, unfortunately... Uh, I think that uh, I think that my favorite is is uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they're back to being my favorite. They've won I think six games in a row, uh, and so that is that is certainly concerning for the rest of the AFC. Um, but Patrick Mahomes, he's playing well. The, the Kansas City defense is, is playing really well, and so I'm I'm gonna have to go with the Chiefs. And then finally, we have the Los Angeles Rams and Arizona. The Rams with the win, thirty to twenty three. I don't think this should be – this isn't bad for the Cardinals. They're still going to be fine. But the Rams hump, the Rams going to get the wild card? Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, those top five teams are all close. Uh, I think the winner of the AFC West is still up in the air as far as the Cardinals and the Rams go. Uh, the loser of that, whoever gets second in that division, is going to be the first wild card and uh, be forced to travel to whoever that fourth seed is. But – you know that's tough. Uh, the the Packers, the yeah the Packers, the Bucks, the Cowboys, and whoever wins the AFC or the NFC West, you don't want to get fourth uh, because you're you're going to have to play that second place team in the NFC West, and that is certainly no slouch of an opponent. Yeah, what a tough uh, what a tough division with the NFC. Just so many good teams there. You know, you talk about the Packers and the Cowboys, and then of course the Cardinals. And the Rams and always the Bucks with playoff Tom. But Hump, enough of that. Let's roll into some picks. This is this is like playoff pick'em. This is exciting. We got a little little playoff pick'em. Hump, how are the rankings looking, and uh, how are we gonna do this playoff style of pick'em? Well, Dalton, uh, you know we cut the we cut the pick'em to to the top fifteen. Um, they're gonna keep their yearly score, but the top fifteen people uh, have their have their chance to. To get the crown, uh, you know, you and I are towards the top. I, I'm in first place, but you know, we're gonna pick. We're gonna pick games week to week. We're gonna send them out to the the top 15 people, and each week, you know, we're gonna update it. Uh, with it being bowl season, the scheduling is kind of weird, so bear with us. But you know, we're gonna pick NFL games. We're gonna pick the rest of the FCS playoffs, uh, and we're gonna pick. We're gonna pick the bowl games, uh, and obviously the the big bowl games at the end. Uh, are, are going to be big, big, 
pick them topics. Uh, but it's going to be fun, uh, and and whoever whoever gets out of this victorious truly is a uh, a legit champion. Well, let's roll right in the pick them. Starting off with the FCS playoff. The first one is James Madison versus North Dakota State. It's at the Fargo Dome at North Dakota State, and that is hard to win there. But James Madison just looks really complete on all sides of the ball. Hump, you going with the upset in the Dome, or are you sticking with the Bison? Man, I, I just – I think James Madison is better than North Dakota State. I really do. Um, but at the end of the day, it is really, really, really hard to win at the Fargo Dome. Uh, and so I, I'm sticking with the Bison uh, to get back to Frisco. And uh, I, I do think that that one is going to be an awesome game. Well, Hump, it is a uh, it's playoff pick em. This is exciting. Um, I'm behind a little bit. I need my crown back. I need to show everybody that I'm the king still. It's hard to, it's hard to win in the Fargo Dome. It's hard to beat North Dakota State. But I'm going with James Madison. I'm going with Ooh. an upset here. I just, watching them play, they just look good on all sides of the ball. And I think North Dakota State is still one-dimensional. They just kind of run the ball. We saw it when they played us, and we've seen it this season. They just like to run the ball. Cam Miller's a good quarterback, but I don't know if he can get it done. I think, I think James Madison will be able to stop the run and throw it around a little bit. James Madison with the upset in the Fargo Dome off to the national championship. Next up is our first bowl game is Western Kentucky versus Appalachian State. The Boko Ratten Bowl, and uh, West Kentucky has an opponent we've seen before, Bailey Zappi at quarterback, Houston Baptist guy. So, Hump, you going with West Kentucky, or are you going with App State? You know, I, I, I like West Kentucky uh, because Bailey Zappi, he's four touchdowns away from the single-season collegiate touchdown record, which is unbelievable. Joe Burrow's record from 2019. Uh, but Dalton, I picked against App State, uh, against Coastal, or versus Coastal earlier in the year. Uh, and so I will not make that mistake again. Give me the Mountaineers of App State. Uh, but I do think this is going to be a good game. Um, this, is a, this is a crazy start because I'm going with Western Kentucky. Uh, Bailey Zappi, right. I watched a game against UTSA, and he hung in there. And uh, he beat a really good – or he almost beat a really good UTSA team. So I'm going with Bailey Zappi. I'm going with that offense. I think they're going to be able to throw it around. He may break the record. We'll have to see. I'm going West Kentucky here. The they're the Hilltoppers, am I right? Yep, West Kentucky Hilltoppers. That is a uh, big FCS name. They need to they need oh, to drop definitely. down. Next up, we have the Miami Beach Bowl. Speaking of UTSA, UTSA versus San Diego State, two really good teams. But man, UTSA just had a historic year for the program. So, Hump, are they going to finish their year off with a bowl win, or is San Diego State going to come in and ruin everything? You know, San Diego State, uh, the Aztecs, they've had a good year. Uh, we, we've picked them a couple times, but I'm rocking with my Roadrunners. Uh, I want UTSA to finish this off with a historic bowl win. Uh, I, I love their head coach, Coach Trailer. Obviously, we know Coach Haynes, Coach Sadiq. Uh, but, yeah, UTSA, what a year. Uh, so give me the Roadrunners. Yeah, I'm going with UTSA as well. I want them to finish this year off strong. But don't be surprised South San Diego State. They're a good team. I'm going with Coach Sadiq here. I want the Roadrunners to finish off. I got a buddy that goes to UTSA, and he's really proud of his team. Just a cool story for them, what the season they've had. So give me the Roadrunners to finish with the bowl win and finish out strong. Next up in the NFL, we have New England versus Indianapolis. This is a tough one because New England, the hot hand, but Indianapolis has been the steady favorite. Jonathan Taylor has a shot at winning MVP. We'll have to see. We don't know yet. 
But New England, they, uh, they're, they're back, just like Texas, but they're really back. Mac Jones throwing around. Bill Belichick, probably one of the best coaches ever. I mean, no doubt. Well, Hump, you going with your boys, the fighting Jonathan Taylors, or are you going with the dark side and New England? Well, Bill Belichick is the greatest coach ever, uh, and I think he's proven that this year. Uh, you know, everybody counted them out because they didn't have Tom Brady, but he's doing just fine. The New England Patriots are in a position where they can win the Super Bowl. Mac Jones having a great rookie season. Patriots defense is spectacular. Um, but Dalton, I, I got to say a little to my boy, uh, Jonathan Taylor. He, he is my, my knight in shining armor when it comes to fantasy football. Won me a title last year. Hoping he wins me a title this year. So I'm rocking with the fighting Jonathan Taylors of Indianapolis. Uh, give me the Colts. I'm going with New England. I picked them. Uh, I think every time they've been to pick them since they went hot, I picked them just for good reason. They've been showing out, and their defense is really good. If they can stop Jonathan Taylor, I think they'll be able to stop Indianapolis. And I like Mac Jones. I think he has a, has a really good shot to win Rookie of the Year. Give me New England here. I'm, I kind of like the sound of, of Mac Jones versus Tom Brady in the Super Bowl if the Packers get eliminated. <laughs> so uh, I'm sticking with New England here. Next up, we have Kansas City and the Los Angeles Chargers. Depending on what Chargers team comes out and plays this game, this could be either really exciting or really bad. Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, they are back just like the Patriots. But the new hand in town, Justin Herbert, has something to say about that hump. You going with my boys or are you going with the Chiefs? Man, I think this is going to be a really high-scoring affair. Uh, a lot of firepower in this game. Uh, you know, the Chargers are at home, so I like that, but... The Chiefs are the Chiefs, and they're playing well. Uh, they've won a lot of games in a row, so give me Patrick Mahomes, but I expect this Thursday night game to uh, to be a good one. You know, Hump, when my Chargers come out and play, and they, and they play with a fire under their bellies, they show out. And <laughs> he's, been able to, he's been able to hang with Mahomes, my boy Justin Herbert. And the playoff pick them. I've been picking with my mind and not my heart for a long time. It's gotten me middle of the pack, barely making the playoff pick them. So I'm going with my heart, and my heart is with my Chargers. Bolt up. I think uh, they come out to play at home. Justin Herbert shocks the nation, beats the Chiefs, and uh, helps me with my pick them, moves me up the rankings a little bit. Next up, we have probably the worst game of the week. This is, this is, this is one of the toughest picks I've ever had to make because how bad both these teams are. I, I knew you'd like this. Yeah. We have Houston versus Jacksonville. I mean, awful versus awful. Who's going to be the better of the worst? So, Hump, are you going with bad team number one, or are you going with bad team number two? Well, I'm definitely picking bad team here, uh, but I'm, I'm going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, simply because I had faith in them this year. They failed me, uh, but I have faith that they're going to beat the Houston Texans. Uh, Coach Merck, you know, you're not off the hook. You're not going to reach your little six-win over-under bet with me. Uh, so go go Jags, uh, even though Urban Meyer kicks his players reportedly. I'm going with the Houston Texans here. A lot no, of... We are picking completely different today. Yeah, I know. This, this could make or break one of our seasons. But, Good man, Lord. with all the Urban Meyer stuff going on, it just seems like nobody wants to play for him anymore with all the allegations of him yelling at everybody. I think when Houston wants to play good, they, they, they can. Tyrod Taylor, he's not a bad quarterback. They're, the Texans are okay. They just kind of, man, they just have some bad moments. So give me Houston. 
uh, in the toilet bowl. Speaking of Houston, Davion Davis, Sam Houston guy, he uh, catches a pass, his first pass for the Texans, and unfortunately breaks his leg. So uh, he had surgery, so I, I hope he gets better and uh, he gets another shot out there to show everybody Sam Houston football. And then finally for our game of the week, we have South Dakota State University versus Montana State. This is a big one. This is going to be a run-heavy game in a sold-out Montana State field. So, Hump, you're going with Montana State, you're going with the Bobcats, or you're going with the Jackrabbits. You know, Dalton, this one sucks to pick. Um, I wish I wish that, that we weren't picking this game because the Bearcats were in it, uh, but that's okay. Um, I'll be honest, I'm probably not going to watch. Um, I, just, I don't know. I'm probably, I'm probably not going to watch, I'll be honest, but... Give me, uh, give me the Bobcats here. I, I really, I was impressed with them when they when they beat us. Uh, I think that, I think that all the travels that the Jackrabbits have done is going to catch up with them. Uh, they're good enough to get to Frisco, obviously. Uh, but but yeah, I'll take I'll take the Bobcats in front of a sold out crowd. Yeah, I, I'm with you here. I don't think I'll be watching this game. It's just tough, and uh, it's tough watching a team that uh, eliminated you from the playoff. But uh, Montana State's really good. I think if they win the national championship, I'll feel a lot better that, that we lost to the team that won it. But uh, they're, they're really good. They're, their defense is legit. Troy Anderson is a legit linebacker, and uh, their front five is really good. Their offense is good, too. They can run the ball. They, got a, they call him Tommy Touchdown, the quarterback. He, uh, he goes in for the guy that transfers, and he, sh- and he shows out against us. So give me Montana State here in a packed house. Uh, if they can stop the running back duo of South Dakota State, they can win this game. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want to root for them, but I, I will feel better for myself if they do. So go Bobcats, go Montana State. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep in touch with that. So, Hump, you know, kind of a sad episode to start off with, given we were eliminated and uh, you, you called it a career. But what a, what a great career for you. And uh, Walk On Radio is not over. We're going to keep going. But any last words before we finish this episode? Nope, Dalton. Great episode. Sorry that that you and I couldn't be together uh, tonight while we record this, but probably how it's going to be for the next couple weeks. Uh, but the show must go on. We, we're going to get you your walk on radio fix weekly. Uh, lots to talk about. But uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter. Check us out on Believe uh, Believe Podcast. The uh, what is it? The the number the one podcast, podcast for professionals. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but yeah. But check us out on that Apple Podcast, Spotify, whatever, wh- however you can listen to podcasts. Uh, but yeah, we're 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 excited for for a fun finish, fantasy, college, NFL, everything. Yeah, well, hats are coming soon. Make sure when they come out to buy our hats, like you said, listen to us on anywhere. Give us five star. Give us a review. Brought to you by the Bleed Podcast Network, the number one podcast for professionals. Go buy your jewelry, and of course, we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.